Hello and welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. My name is Ben Brady and this is originally a webinar that was recorded on the 20th of August 2019. Um, we've taken the audio from that webinar to create this podcast. I'm talking to Leon Hampson. Leon is our accessibility team lead here at BTL and over the next half hour you'll hear about what his team has achieved over the past 12 months how you can get involved as a member of this past community. We'll talk a little bit about how they have touched the teams at BTL and uh, enlightened them to accessibility and then a little bit about our future plans. So I hope you enjoy it. On to the recording. Thank you for joining us today. We're here with this past community webinar and we'll be looking at an accessibility update. I'm joined by Leon Hampson from our accessibility team, uh, well, accessibility team lead. And the reason for this webinar, uh, if we move on to the topics that we're going to chat about today, we were thinking it's been about a year, well, probably longer than a year now since the team was created, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, we did a webinar around 12 months ago, hmm. and we looked at some of the, the reasons why we've created an accessibility team, the sort of things that we want to address. Mm -hmm. There was a, a very small update earlier in the year. I sat with Isabella, who yeah. was on the team at the time, uh, talked about some of the work we've been doing with screen readers. These are all available on the past webinars page or on the website as recordings, by the way. Uh, and then we were chatting work with Leon. There's lots of really good stuff that has happened, lots of yeah. really interesting stuff coming up. So we thought now is a great time to give this past community uh, an update. But also the, the team, the resources that are available, it's all there for the community to join in and uh, seek advice if they want to and you know get involved yeah. there. So lots to cover today. Yeah. So without <coughs> further ado... Um, I'm going to hand over to you, Leon, as we just go over a summary of what sure. has happened in the past 12 months. Well, a lot. Um, it was When you mentioned it had been 12 months, I just wondered where the time has gone, to be honest with you. Mm. But we'd kind of reached quite a significant milestone in terms of our, the goals that we'd set out for ourselves. And uh, I thought it would be a good time to actually sort of update at that point. Mm -hmm. So make make the news known about that as well. I mean, most of our practice really has been built around building a really robust process uh, around building accessibility into the products, and so that covers anything from research to prototype development, through to the documentation of that, and mm -hmm. then into the development and closing the loop with the testing of that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, also, we've been really continuing our original purpose, which is the regression testing and auditing, uh, which is an ongoing process as well. Okay, so um, you've mentioned that there is a process involved there, yeah. and you talk about prototyping all that kind yeah. of thing. Um, can you think of any good examples to help demonstrate that to the people? Oh, lots, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it goes from the day-to-day -day sort of stuff that we do, where we boil a plate, for instance. Uh, there's a lot of dialogues in delivery. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of alerts when candidate enters an incorrect key code, for instance. So okay. those patterns are kind of pretty much predefined. So we, we template those, which means creates an efficiency when we want to sort of create an artifact such as a user story for producing mm. that. Uh, but then it goes much to the other end of the spectrum where uh, we're bringing in new items, so converting an item to HTML. So mm. most notably, uh, the extended matching, drag and drop, um, and also the hotspot uh, yeah. with so three things that we follow through with that process. Okay. And also as well with new things like the caliper tool, uh, believe mm. it or not, is, is, is totally accessible. And all of those started with proof of concept through to prototype. And th these are functional prototypes. They're mm. not 
necessarily uh, graphics or, or, or design mock-ups. Uh, so we actually code the front end, and that gives us the chance to explore right. the solution. So that, that was going to be one of my follow-up questions. Sure. And um, you mentioned the development kind of about four steps down that process yeah. and about two steps after prototyping. Yeah. So when it comes to prototyping, you're not engaging the, the dev team, the scrum teams, if you like, directly at that point. You're actually doing that prototyping. How does that work in the development process? Yeah, essentially you are, but um, then it's also a two-way street as well. So mm. throughout the refinement process, you might be continuing that development as the, the requirement shapes and changes itself. Right. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the purpose is to sort of deliver an artifact uh, which acts as an outline for the requirement and gives an objective for the team to work to as well. So in okay. terms of um, how we want the markup to work, how we want the, the scripting to work as well, mm. it's very definitive and that gives them almost like a head start in a sense really in terms okay. of giving them the scope of that requirement. And we've got good feedback from the teams in that respect mm. as well because it, it makes it very clear as to what our objective is. It's not just a couple of lines in terms of make it accessible. It's very detailed when it comes to that sort of communication. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, a piece of software like SPAS is extremely complex. So yeah. you can't just go in there and say, hey guys, um, we've decided that actually you need to change this bit now. So what you're doing is giving them something that you've already tested. It's helping that cycle is not interrupting the, the other work that's going on. That's it's actually right, yeah. just feeding yeah. into it and in, improving it. Absolutely, yeah. and context is really important. So some of the research will be into how that dependency affects other part of the products as well. Mm. So we do get a really kind of broad view of the whole thing. Okay, great. Um, is it fair to say that we've kind of met the original goal of the team from when it was set up 12 months ago? Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. think we've gone beyond that as well. Mm. I mean, we still maintain that sort of regression process that we test every regression and we do periodically audit as well. Mm. Um, so we've just found that we've got so much more capacity um, that we can do a lot more and that's led to the process that we follow through now. Yeah, okay. And at the moment, is all of this internal is this all btl work or of members of this past community uh, already been involved are there any other external influences it's that's something that's been sort of happening over the past six months in a sense really we've got mm -hmm. more direct communication with um, partners who are working in the test authoring arena as well so when it comes to us kind of feeding back in terms of what the content for instance that they're mm. creating how that meets conformance standards. I mean, that's something we're really keen to encourage as well. So it's, mm. it's, we start with small steps, but we, we're sort of taking them in the right direction. Okay, very good. Um, so we're just going to move on to now the, one of the major reasons we decided to do this as a webinar yeah. was that we wanted to announce the introduction of conformance documentation. Yeah. So if I've got this right, this has been around for a little while now, yeah. but it yeah. was kind of in the background. If, yeah. if a SPAS community organization wanted this documentation, it was available but via yeah. an account manager to That's ensure right. yeah. that everything yeah. worked, as yeah. it were. Um, however, we're now in a position that we're happy to release it to, to everybody yeah. and it's just publicly available. Yeah, so. that's the case, yeah, definitely. So for 12.20, um, that'll be published on the help site. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a lot of support from the uh, product communications team as well. We're developing the content of that. Excellent. And uh, yeah, it'll be available to everybody. Okay, great. Yeah. So um, this is definitely more your area than mine, but from what I can see in front of me now, we've got four documents that yep. are available. Yep. Yeah. Um, an introduction to accessibility, an authoring accessible test document, accessibility yep. in test delivery, and yep. then the accessibility statement. Yep. Um, if we 
go through each of these one by one then, Leon. Can you tell us a little bit about them? So starting with the introduction to accessibility. Yeah, this is just a really nice little friendly user guide um, to uh, accessibility generally. In that. Okay. I mean, it starts off really what we're trying to, the idea we're trying to get across is that accessibility or making the product more accessible is about removing barriers. Right. Um, so a lot of the language that we use a lot of the time can be very technical. Um, yeah. Use a lot of acronyms, that sort of thing. Um, with this, it's really just very nice and easy to read. And it's the best place to start. If you've no um, previous experience with it, I'd recommend this one is the best place to start. And it's yeah. only a few pages long as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's only about uh, two or three pages, if I remember right, yeah. when I had the, mm. the sneak preview as sure. we were preparing for yeah. this. So, I mean, as someone that's worked alongside you for the past 12 sure. months, but in a completely different department, I've spoken mm. to you about accessibility. And you're right, there are a lot of terms. Mm. Um, WCAG comes up quite a lot, and we'll touch yeah. on that again. Yeah later you know all, all these little acronyms and things mm. and I actually found even with the knowledge that, that you've shared with me and stuff mm. you still come away a bit thinking all oh, right I'll try and digest that whereas this document really did help to kind of go oh, okay I need to know this bit I need to know this bit I need to know this bit yeah. and, and well, it's that's really yeah. it's an accessible document accessible <laughs> accessibility document well, I can't go better than that really no um, okay and then we move on to the accessibility statement so this is the important one if yeah. you like yeah, so um, this is an issue of a conformance statement. Um, so conformance mm -hmm. in the context of WCAG. So it is quite technical in that respect. Okay. Um, it's going to be updated with every release. Mm. Uh, so on a successful regression, it gets updated and then replaces the current documentation. So it's relevant to the particular release okay. that's current as well. So if, if an organisation has chosen to hold back on a release for, you know, maybe they've got a big testing period coming up and they're prepared sure. for that and yeah. they'll they'll still have the the statement that is relevant to the release they're using, but everyone yeah. who has moved on will then be able to go to the help site yeah. again and make sure that they've got the, the latest version. Yeah. So I suppose is, is there... Um, uh, a message there then to people just to be careful that they're not downloading one and then keeping it on their desktop, that kind of thing. It's important to make sure that it's relevant they're always the, yeah. keeping it's, themselves yeah, It's relevant to your release as a pass. So as of 12.20, that'll be the case. Yeah. Okay, very good. Um, and then, so the next one we've got is accessibility in test delivery document. Okay. Um, this is really just a list of features that are available uh, mm -hmm. that we currently maintain uh, in surpass delivery. Um, so um, it's not all of the features that are available, mm. but it's the ones that we look after in regression. Uh, so at any point in time, we may uh, update that to increase uh, more features. Uh, but the main aim really would be to maintain it at this level going forward. Okay. And we had a, an interesting conversation just again while we're preparing for the webinar yeah. today. So with the accessibility and test delivery, this is kind of a, a ready go-to tick box of everything that yeah, will but, work yeah, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that if it's not in this list it yeah. won't work is it and yeah. that's one of your main goals that you're yeah. striving to achieve is working with the community to yeah. meet those challenges yeah absolutely i mean if there's any questions about that if there's something that's not on the list that's something that you want to use um just contact us and we'll, we'll advise you with this conformance statement of mm. that and if there are any limitations with that as well yeah. Or indeed, if there's any workarounds needed for it as well. Yeah, and the thing that really stuck in my head from earlier, I, I was sort of just being a bit cautious, saying, you know, is it a case of sometimes some things can't be made accessible? You know, in the real world, there are mm. some things that are just 
impossible for whatever reason. However, you turn around and said, well, actually, <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of not the case. We've already had um, yeah. various question types. Think yeah. if you could just remind me. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not our view. Anything mm. We can make anything accessible with the right effort. Um, we thought that the extended matching couldn't be done. That's it, extended yeah. matching, yeah. Um, and it took a lot of head scratching. And um, the, the solution that was sort of finalised was very, very clever in the way it mm. works. But it's completely conformant. So conformance and accessibility are one and the same thing. But mm. the same as, at the end of the day as well, it's very usable as well. So if you use an assistive technology. And after that point, we just gave up on the idea. And the point of view now is... Yeah, we'll make it accessible. Yeah. Never say never. Exactly, If, if yeah. there's something yeah. you want to challenge the team with, uh, yeah. Leon is always up for a absolutely. challenge. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Nervously. No, no, that's what, yeah, that makes, uh, that's the best yeah. thing about the job. Great stuff. Uh, and then finally, so the, the fourth document that we have is authoring accessible tests. Uh, again, not to talk too much about uh, the, the thing that this is your area, Leon, but basically... It's not just a one-way street, is it? It's not that surpass is a magic no, bullet. No, no. I mean, surpass, like you say, is, is like you said to me, it's an enabler, mm. but enables you to create accessible tests. Yeah. But fifty percent of the story lies in the content yeah. as well. So, um, this uh, version of the document is quite comprehensive, and it really does give you a lot of guidance on the wise and wherefores of creating accessible content. So, the main areas covered, including color contrast alt text, um, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, we aim to develop it much further than this and we've got some really useful insight and help from the products and comms teams as well. Um, so they, the guys there have been really kind of proactive in sort of helping us develop the content for this document and that's something we aim in the future to sort of keep on doing, keep adding to. Because it's one thing that we find uh, in the feedback that we've got is that um, customers are really keen to know how mm. to sort of develop their test content as well. Yeah, and I think it, it's fair to say that, you know, for as long as I can remember in past, we have had some accessibility options in the sense, like you said, colour contrast, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we've yeah. been able to swap the, the colour of the background and the text and all of that. Yeah. Really, this is about taking all of that to the next level, isn't it? That that was kind of a, a, a good starting point. Yeah. It addressed a, a few common accessibility issues, but this is about really to quote the mission statement, making a, a significant improvement to to everybody who is involved in yeah. the assessment process. Yeah, yeah. and we, we have to, to do that, we need to sort of take into account, into account the content as well. Yeah. And the, the more we can sort of help do that, um, the better result for everybody. Yeah, and again, the key word there is help, isn't it? You know, yeah. th this isn't a list of... Um, of things that we're saying to people, you should be doing this in your test. Why aren't you doing it? This, this is there's a lot of learning going on. I mean, certainly yeah. um, we're about to go on to the influence of your team across BTL, sure. and I, I can speak from personal experience. I always thought I was quite good with accessibility, and then you know I, I met Isabel and I spoke to you more, and I started learning. I'm like, okay, it really was just enlightening seeing yeah. the difference but also experiencing things from a different point of view and how yeah. that can affect how somebody might take a test all these yeah. things we take yeah. for granted um, but I was really grateful that I've had the opportunity to to learn that and the help and assistance yeah. and I think there'll be a lot of people watching today who now will go actually that sounds really good I'd like to be more involved in that well, we hope so. Yeah, I mean, definitely, that's 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 the goal at the yeah. end of the day. Because, just, like you say, with the involvement of the team, it's something that um, uh, everybody can own. Um, yeah. you, you, we we are specialists in what we do yeah. within the team, 
Um, but that's on a technical level. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a kind of everyday, day-to-day level, we've got some amazing engagement with the, the sort of the, the, the product team and also the wider organisation as well. Okay. And it's sort of getting over that fear and apprehension that it's somehow it's a kind of um, a specialist technical area. Well, it, not, it does affect everybody. Mm. Okay, so um, just moving on then, the, the influence of the accessibility team across BTL. Uh, we were going to have another guest today with us, uh, yeah. Adam from the documentation team. Unfortunately, he's had to go and do some training, but he, he was really keen to, yeah. to kind of talk about how, even though he's only been with us a, a few short months, about yeah. five months now, um, knowing that the accessibility team is there and getting mm. involved in those projects has helped. So. We did record a very quick video with Adam, and we're just going to play that for you now. It's just a couple of minutes long um, on his thoughts on accessibility and how he'd like to take it forward. My name's Adam Kendall. I'm an assistant technical author trainer here at BTL. It's a challenge that I'd love to help take on in any way I can. Um, it's a really important issue. And I was going to say, I sort of written down before, that coming into BTL, being involved with the accessibility team for the first time, Open my eyes to how big an issue this is, um, and with the best of intentions, it's going to take a lot of work. Um, all the groups of people that we need to make the software available for, essentially, um, is vast. But it's a challenge that I think almost more than any other is is worth going for. Yeah, I think simplicity is key. Um, we need to make things easy for people to understand and to implement it to be effective. Well, my background's always been in writing um, through education university um, and then before my voluntary experience I worked in the press. Uh, a large part of that was making the contents of our articles easily understandable, simple um, and digestible for people, make people want to read it even if they don't know themselves that they do. Um, and that is something that's really important as well, as well in this line of work. The content, the software isn't developed by myself. I don't have that know-how, but I do have the know-how to be able to digest what could be potentially complex information and to relay it to people in a much more simplistic fashion, uh, which can encourage people to achieve things and do things that they didn't necessarily believe they could before. Once something, such a big chunk of information is broken down into smaller chunks and, if you'll forgive me, accessible chunks. (laughs) Um, of information, then it makes it a lot easier, makes people more motivated to complete the tasks that that documentation requires them to do because they have that ease of access. Okay, so uh, thank you, Adam, uh, when you're watching this back for that short piece. (laughs) That was really insightful. So talking about the, the other teams across BTL, I mean, I suppose... Yeah, I'm from the marketing team and, sure. and I've learned a lot about how we develop the product so that I can then pass that on to people I'm talking to when out and about. Hmm. Um, but the actual direct influence on the product itself, I suppose you work closely with the the product owners, for example, and developers. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit yeah, about Yeah, I mean, that? definitely with the product team, <clears throat> the engagement is to the level. Well, well, another way of putting it, really, I mean, from the product team point of view, accessibility is the default position. Right. So we okay. start from that position, in a sense, when it comes to developing for HTML delivery. Right. Which is a great place to start. And obviously from there, you know, we can do whatever, whatever we need to do, really, to sort of make it conformant. And 
throughout the business as well, we've kind of engaged with a lot of events that we've done over the last year. Uh, and most, most, most notable was the Accessibility Awareness Day that we did. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with the cake that we made, but it was good cake. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we had a really good couple of hour session there over mm. at Merchants Key where we had various sort of members of the team come over, um, talk to us, learn about assistive technology and, and think, I think the best part of that, I mean, where else would you get the, the, the chairman of the company coming to join mm. you? On so a day Bob, like Bob actually that. came, Bob actually came over, over and he actually um, started using the screen reader, right? Okay. Uh, which was brilliant. Um, so it's just engaging on whatever level we can really. Not a big fan of kind of standing up and doing seminars. Mm. Um, so we're trying to find interesting ways of engaging with people, making it more uh, an experience that they can relate to their everyday lives. For instance, is really important. Yeah. So it's interesting talking to people when, uh, for instance, maybe somebody's experienced an injury mm. and they've found it difficult, and for instance, maybe a broken limb or something like right, that, okay. or maybe somebody who's got somebody living with them who's got a disability yeah. and brings that home, and it makes it relevant to what we're doing here as well when you do that. And then just offering people that sort of a, uh, opportunity to sort of engage, i.e. with the software mm. or, or, or with the ideas that we've got, does bring it home. Um, yeah. So we're kind of winning on all fronts, really, in that respect. That, that's quite interesting because we do um, we talk a lot about you know moving from pen to paper in the way yeah. that people work in general and I think you mentioned if you've got an injury so yeah. I know that in the past we've spoke to teachers who've um, allowed students to take tests on computer because maybe they've broken their wrist in the run up yeah. to their mock exams or yeah. something so even that yeah. is in a, in a way addressing the need for accessibility mm. uh, in someone who is typically an able-bodied yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the accessibility awareness day, yeah. And I've noticed that um, sometimes we write that as A one one Y as a shortcut, don't we? I think oh, I might have yeah. uh, snuck that in yeah. to the the presentation here somewhere and yeah. neglected to mention that at the start. Yeah. So that that's because it's eleven letters between A and Y, isn't it? Uh, you know what? I've never accessibility. <laughs> I'm sure that that's what that's what I was told. Um, so there's a hashtag there if you do yes, want to find yeah, out more yeah. about the global access accessibility awareness day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hashtag A11Y will bring up a whole raft of tweets yeah. or whichever social platform you're using yeah. talking about that and similar events. Yeah. Um, I came along to that event um, uh, yeah. and I, I sat down for a little while and I played with the, the screen reader mm. and it was interesting seeing the voice to text input as well yeah. uh, being demonstrated. But I think the thing that really hit home with me was mm. um, as somebody who is able-bodied and can type fairly well and you know, is fairly computer literate, to then, not to trivialise it, but to say, right, close your eyes and, and put this headset on and then listen to it, my first thought was, hurry up, I, I just want to answer <laughs> the question. Um, and then at that point, trying to navigate a keyboard, you know, something mm, that mm. I, I can comfortably touch type mm. but when you're in that position of having your senses kind of taken yeah. away you well, yeah well I mean when you're first kind of exposed to that it's mm. quite daunting you have to remember that if um, if you're using assistive technology every day then it becomes very you know it becomes almost sec yeah. second nature to you I think that's one of the great things about it is at the end of the day we, we, we rely on technology so much mm. in our daily lives not just in our for instance in our, our, our academic or professional lives and Accessibility is about removing barriers yeah. to access to that technology that really f um, 
talk about democratization of the user experience at the end of the mm. day, but assisted, assisted technology basically enables that. So by removing those barriers, we do improve mm. the experience for everybody. It's simple, really, it's easy. It's a simple equation. It's a win-win yeah. situation for everybody. Um, but the other thing as well that benefits from the kind of accessibility model is that it really does make you think about the solutions that we're creating in quite mm. different and in, a, in quite unique ways as well. And it really sort of takes you out of your normal pattern of thinking. Yeah. And it does kind of make you kind of come up with ideas that you didn't think you would have come up with before. And mm. I think there's real benefits to be had by using this kind of this model of thinking that we use. Yeah. And, um, you know, just open your mind to it, really. Yeah, we, we talked about universal design yeah. when you did the webinar uh, last year. And that concept, so, you know, if you build a, a ramp for wheelchair access, yeah. it's not yeah. just people in wheelchairs that benefit. It may be, you know, new mothers and fathers with toddlers in prams, or yeah. it could be yeah. someone with a hip problem that yeah. can't get upstairs easily. Yeah. Um, and so that as a concept feeding into exams as well. Yeah. And the, the idea of universal design there, just making it yeah. a level playing field for everybody yeah. wherever possible. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of things. There's lots of things that we, we, you don't think about. I mean, the, the, the sort of speed mm. uh, and also optimization of what as well are very yeah. much a factor of accessibility as mm. well. So that inevitably, if you improve there, that is going to improve the experience yeah. for everybody else as well. So it's a quite a broad church, and it's not just about accessibility. Or that is the focus. And mm. um, we do take into account a lot of ideas especially when we're looking at the research as well, like I say, all the yeah. dependencies and everything. So it's, it's I'm obviously, with the job title, I'm a keen advocate of this way of mm. working, but I'm keen to sort of get it out there and sort of share the knowledge with other people as well. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, okay, so we'll move on to future development. So we've talked about what's happened in the past 12 months. Yeah. And we've talked about the, the influences on BTL, the kind of things that we're doing in the day-to-day the -day here now. But what, what's coming up that we're allowed to talk about? We've got quite a few <laughs> secrets um, that we will reveal in due time. Well, our, our mission is to carry on boldly going where we've been going before, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the mission really is, 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 is one of continuous improvement. Mm. So... Like I said, we have reached a milestone in terms of our level of conformance. It's to use that as a platform in which to kind of continuously improve the products. And the effort that's gone into sort of making this process a robust process that you know has proven to work, mm. um, we can carry on doing that kind of quite proactively as well. So the idea is is that the the conformance level increases over time. Yeah, and that's the main sort of goal in terms of what we want to achieve. Um, the other thing we want to improve certainly is transparency of the mm. information. We do produce um, a lot of information in terms of uh, either the audits or reports that we produce as well. So uh, contextualising that and then allowing anybody who is particularly interested in that access to that information. The conformance statement in a sense really becomes obsolete the day it's produced because obviously surpass moves on from that mm. release date. Is keeping up to date with that is something that we want to sort of share right. more openly as well. So having that transparency of communication is quite important to us. Uh, so, for instance, if you're particularly interested in delivering a particular test form, mm -hmm. style, or feature, then you can check in and see what the conformance level of that is. Um, also, we want to improve on the documentation as well. So within the product with certain features, take for instance the calculator mm. or the new text editor that we're producing for the right. essay item. Um, there's a level of interaction there, with, um, particularly with screen readers and keyboard, 
that we want to improve the documentation on that so that if you're delivering those tests you've got access to how to use that part of the system in that way as well. And so there's lots of stuff that we wanted to get on with. And if there's any new projects that come up um, that mm. we're not privy to yet, uh, yeah, we'd be all over them. Uh, we definitely want to, like you say, we'd like the challenge. Excellent. Um, okay, so we've had a, a couple of questions come in. Um, one here, so during the conversation you mentioned customers are involved with question content for testing. Uh, is there a way for the organisation mentioned here to become more involved with this as we have not yet had an opportunity? I think uh, even I can answer that. The, the answer is yes, we'd love you to get involved and yeah. get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you explain in a bit more detail? In fact, I'll move on to the next slide because okay. that actually ties in very nicely to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, further opportunities yeah. for the SPAS community, yeah. if you'd like to. Um, I mean, in the first instance, um, you can email us at accessibility.btl.com. Um, if you copy your account manager in on that communication as well, um, we can sort of see what we can do to sort of help advise with any issues. Um, a good opportunity will be at the conference, so we've got a, a presence at the conference this year. The theme mm -hmm. is is removing barriers, um, yeah. more to be confirmed, I'll tell you what that's all about. But we'd be there as well to be sort of speak to us as well and just sort of start, just start the conversation really. Mm. I think it's fair to say, as well as your your day job, this is truly a passion for you, isn't it, Leon? So uh, there, there really is no question too big or small, is there? When you know, if people are sat there thinking, oh, well, you know, we'd like to know a bit more about this, but we don't want to disturb you or take up too much of your time, is is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm currently well planning to uh, um, design a landscape garden for uh, wheelchair and access. Right. In, a, in a community growing project that I help run as well, oh, so nice. it kind of spills over into my into your personal, my, my life, personal as well. life as well. Yeah, yeah. so uh, doesn't actually shut the door on it. Mm. Um, okay, and there's there's also a follow up question. Just noticed uh, about screen readers and about mm. some initial testing um, between Jaws and Microsoft, mm. um, and the it's uh, Derek from SQA asking this question, and he's just asking if he can have a discussion with you about some other options. Uh, I think maybe, Derek, that's a little bit too much detail for uh, for the webinar here, but again, more than happy to... Yeah, just drop us a line and, and yeah. any, any questions you've got there, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to... Uh, to get, well, we do always get aim to get back as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. If obviously there's some detail needed there, we'll, we'll dig a bit deeper for you and come back with more information if it's required. So, yeah. yeah, just feel free to just ask. Yeah, and are you happy to set up Skype calls, that kind of thing, if, yeah. if warranted? And yeah, take yeah. It I, mean, yeah. So, I mean, anything that sort of like enables the conversation is definitely we're a keen advocates of that. Mm. Um, you know, we don't kind of work behind a wall. We, you know, very, we, like I say, at the end of the earlier on, saying, you know, one of our main goals really now is, is, is more towards transparency mm. and communication, so definitely. Great stuff. Okay, uh, thank you very much for the, the questions there, Derek. Um, so, I believe we've come to the end of the webinar. No. Um, <laughs> Leon loves talking about accessibility. If, if you've got anything else to say, then please do. Um, but yeah, if you have any more questions, so the email address again was accessibility at btl.com. Uh, that was on the slide at the start of the webinar. We'll be sending out the recording soon. So if you do want to have a, a recap on any of this, it should be available on there as well. Uh, it will be available to watch hopefully in the next couple of days, all being well, at btl.com slash surpass 
slash past webinars. Uh, upcoming events, just a quick reminder. So the next one is Wednesday, the 4th of September. That's improving the user experience. Then we are at the CNG in Washington, DC. Uh, so past pre-release webinar will be on the 17th of September. EATP in Madrid in Spain is the 25th to 27th of September. And finally, last but not least, the past conference where you can meet Leon in person and ask him all your questions about accessibility is on the 3rd and 4th of October. Uh, so with that, there are no more questions coming in. Uh, all that's left to say is thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Leon, for uh, delivering this information and we'll see you again soon.